Okay, freaks, this is the guide to your psychopath. This podcast is not about me telling you how you're fucked up. I'm here to learn about your past and how it affects your decision making. I've been studying people for a long time now, but I've never asked them about how their mind goes through the process. I want to read your guide. I want to know how you think and feel. This will not be edited to take snippets out of context, but I believe everyone will benefit from hearing all of the conversation. Learning your guide will make it better for me to understand you. Welcome to the Guide to Your Psychopath. Well, since uh, we had you on the first time and you talked about your life, We had you on a second time where you flipped the script on me and we talked about... You. Me. And dying. And then we talked about dying, right? Uh Uh-huh. A lot of people didn't like that. You think so? Yeah. A lot of people were like, that was kind of... Kind of, uh... Creepy. But People were telling you about that? uh Uh-huh. They're like, it's... Nobody nobody said anything to me about it. Really? <clears throat> they told you it was creepy? Yeah, it was like dark. I'm like, that was like dark. It's just something that has to be talked about. Yeah. Well, we're going to die eventually. Yeah, obviously. We might as well plan it out. <clears throat> and do things the way... We want. We want and not have somebody... Assume. Assume. Or plan out how they want it. <laughs> <laughs> like we've seen before. Yes. <sighs> Okay, so is there anything you want to talk about, or do you want to talk about... We can talk about anything. <clears throat> I'll be a bulldog. Oh, so you've been... Um, ever since you got out of high school, you've been taking... Classes here and there. Yes. I've been on the 20-year plan at a community <laughs> college. <laughs> and so you were... Originally at Cerritos? No. Okay. I was originally at Chafee in oh. Rancho Cucamonga. Okay. And I got I got a little sidetracked. <clears throat> and <clears throat> then I started doing other stuff. I started working, and then I started taking a class here and there. And then I got a different job. And then that job took me out towards L.A., <clears throat> So I started going to school out in Cerritos. In Cerritos. Mm-hmm. And that was a good school. Um, Did you like it better than Chafee? It was a little different. The type of people I went to school with were a lot different. It was like a complete, like you can say culture clash. It was more of a, like the Hispanic community mixed with the Asian community. But in a large, a large uh, Hispanic community population okay. <clears throat> versus um, Chafee at the time I was going, it was a lot more Caucasian and it was a smaller campus. Mm. Um, it was like <clears throat> at the time going to school, it was like you had to look through the catalog, like a paper catalog and then like plan out your classes to make sure that nothing overlapped and that everything went well. Yeah. And then you went, had to go pay in cash. For your classes. <laughs> <clears throat> and then while I was at Cerritos, everything was going into like, 
like the internet and doing everything online. So when I went back to Chafee, it was completely different. Even the campus had expanded. The campus had grown tremendously, and <clears throat> it was a it was a really nice campus. I really felt at home at Chafee. Going back the second going, time. Going back. I felt at home, even though I was put on academic probation. <laughs> but that was only because you had been out of school for a little bit. No, that's because I got a ba- I got bad grades. <laughs> <laughs> but the people, my counselors, really, really helped me, and to get me back on the right track. And then when I quit my job, I went to school um, in the day, and then I started taking more classes. And then I was, like, excited because I was taking photography, and I really liked the history and the whole, like, the art of photography. Now, I wouldn't take pictures of people. It's just too intimidating for me. I'm more of, like, abstract architecture, black and white. And then when we moved up here, there's no programs at the College of the Sequoias. So I had a transfer to another school, which was COS, College of the Sequoias, and they're more on agriculture. Mm. It's a big farming industry up here in agriculture. So they're big on um, agriculture, kinesiology, and um, plant sciences. Mm. Plant sciences would be interesting to go to, but... Did your parents go to uh, college? Um... I don't know. Mm. I don't really know. Did you see your <clears throat> brothers and sisters go to college? Yes. Well, <clears throat> I was in my own world when they were going to school. Because they were, they were significantly older. older than you were. They're older. You know, my mom and my dad had three kids, right? Mm. But they kept... They kept having kids until they got to the perfect one, which is, <laughs> which is me. So okay. they stopped at me. They stopped at you because you were the perfect child. I was the perfect child. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so, like, I knew my brother was going to school, but he was doing his own stuff. My sister was doing her stuff. And then I was off. I was still in school. I was still in high school. While they were doing... Adulting. Adulting. So I was still in high school, and I was in my own world of high school life. Mm. I was too busy. You know, mm. I was too busy trying to go after my gay friend. <laughs> <laughs> trying to convert him back. <laughs> you were in band. I was a band nerd. You were a band nerd. And in band camp every summer. <laughs> Is it true? Uh... For other people. (laughs) Not for you? Not for me. (laughs) Okay. So, you've been trying to go to school, and now uh, you had to swap into a new program, but even though you had to get into a new program, you've been doing awesome. I have. Like, something ignited in me. Literally. Like, I, I... I'm able to understand and see that I got a little obsessive last semester with my classes. Mm. And it's funny you say that about the classes that you got obsessed about. 
Because I was crying every day. <laughs> well, that too. But no, it's <clears throat> your. You had counseling. I had a counseling class, and I had um, sociology. sociology. Which and for you to understand that you got obsessive about those classes, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, I was really like dreading taking <clears throat> a sociology class mm. because. Like, my sister majored in sociology. She's a sociology major. One of my good friends is a sociology uh, major. And I'm like, oh, my God, if I, I feel stupid, like, you know, not knowing, well, not knowing this, but <clears throat> how can you not understand something that you've never really learned? Mm. So I kind of, like, had to push, push that aside. Your roadblocks. My roadblocks. It just be open-minded to learning something that I had no idea about Mm. and at times it did make me feel dumb because I I didn't understand the the terminology the not so well the terminology and like the assignment that was presented to me and for me to ask for help made me feel even dumber so I had a, it's funny how my, my, one of my favorite quotes is the man in the arena and it talks about vulnerability, being vulnerable. And I had to be vulnerable to ask, you know, when I was asking for help. And when I asked for help, I realized that the person helping me wasn't so much at all making me feel dumb. She was giving me the tools and the knowledge to accomplish what I wanted, what I needed. Mm. <clears throat> and she <clears throat> she helped me out a great deal. My counseling teacher too, she <clears throat> she was more like like this is this is this is your assignment. Now give me your input and and it was it was interesting like i i really enjoyed my classes this past semester and i worked hard at it and i i went to go see my counselor to update my educational plan and i always thought i always dreaded talking to my counselors cuz i thought you know i'm never going to i'm never going to graduate there's always going to be something else that they're going to put in my and pile on top of you. Pile on top of me. So I'm never going to graduate. <clears throat> and when I went to go see my counselor, you know, she's like, well, if you take summer school this summer and you take on a little bit more, more classes the next semester and the following semester, you'll be able to graduate. And I literally sat there. Just to hear that, I was like, Wow, like, are you serious? She's like, "Yep, you can be, you can, you can apply to transfer, and you'll, you'll have your spot at Cal State Fresno or at, yeah, Cal State Fresno." Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> now I can literally like actually see the light at the end of the tunnel, like it's, it's my turn. So I'm excited. What does that mean? Take on a little bit more. More classes, more responsibility, more... Okay, so 
Does it mean three classes? Does it mean two? What does that mean? Three, at least three classes. Three classes per semester? Mm-hmm. So that's... It's a little much. It is, but, I mean, my the boys are older. They, they're doing their own thing. So I'm, I think it's, our lives are coming to the point where we can start focusing on, uh, on ourselves, on ourselves a little bit more. Yeah. Cause our boys are becoming more self, 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 self uh, they're becoming more independent. Yes. Doing their own things that, you know, catch their interests. Like Luis is now going to be a sophomore in high school. <clears throat> He's doing the football, which is keeping him busy. And working out. And working out, which, you know, we hardly see him. Only He only comes out of his dungeon to eat. And, <laughs> and that, work out. And that boy can eat. Oh, yeah. And Sebastian will be in middle school, so he'll be busy with after-school activities that he already has planned. planned. And I think it's just now... One of my questions in my psychology class, or in my counseling class was, what is your purpose in life? And my purpose in life is to make sure that I raise good kids. That's why you quit your job. That's why I quit my job of 17 years with a retirement plan and a, and a four, an extra 401k. And I had a CalPERS. I mean, I had everything set up. And in a heartbeat, I let that go. So you can raise your kids. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And so, <clears throat> you heard a lot of naysayers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First, you heard a lot of naysayers when you were telling everybody you were going to quit your job. Yep. And then you heard a lot of naysayers when everybody heard that I was changing my job. Yep. I heard a lot of naysayers, not, not, not from my family or from your family. I heard a lot of naysayers from your uh, coworkers. From my coworkers. From your coworkers. And I actually told one that he needed to shut the fuck up. <laughs> because if he called yourself your friend, he needed to support you. Be supportive or just keep his mouth shut. And the only reason why he was being a naysayer is because... You know, we get comfortable doing what we do. Yeah, I mean, but he was also like, I don't want to say jealous, but maybe envious that you took that leap and he didn't, <clears throat> because a lot of those, a lot of your coworkers were complacent in their jobs, unhappy, very unhappy, and it showed in every aspect of not just themselves but how their family dynamic was how their work dynamic was their attitude in general so when they saw you that you were leaving and that you had the support to leave I think they were envious of that that they couldn't do that because they were too comfortable where they were at even though they weren't happy and and I think like with the boys when they you know, people always say, oh, what do you want your boys to be when you when they grow up? Well, it's not my, it's not me, to, it's not for me to say what they should be when they grow up. What I want for them when they grow up is to be respectful, productive, 
people, like citizens, kind human beings. And so far, I think I've done a pretty good job. And all I ask is that they go to that they go to school, even if they don't go to to a university, right? They can. There's no shame in going to a trade school. People put so much. There's like a stigma on people going to to a trade school, but people don't understand that people at a trade school make can make can potentially make a lot of money and a comfortable living, just like a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. And I just think it's it's how far you you push yourself in any in any career path. Do you think that you would support your kids if they wanted to become janitors? Why not? I don't know. They make good money. They get good pensions and all they that do. stuff, right? As long as you wake up happy and you look forward to going to work and you enjoy what you do and it doesn't feel like work, then why not? You can be a stripper and be happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And as long as you're not harming anybody or you're not harming yourself, why not? Yeah. And if you're smart enough to have, like, you know, to save your money and invest that money and have a plan for when you get older, then why not? As long as it makes you happy and it takes care of your responsibilities at the time or whatever... As long as it makes you happy, why not? A lot of people, was, I want to say like three years ago, got into, oh my God, Robin Hood, and oh, this trading, and oh, that trading. And now they're taking a big hit on their <laughs> trading. Mm-hmm. Even Bitcoin and all the <laughs> cryptocurrencies taking a huge hit. I think it's interesting. It's- it's good to be knowledgeable about, about that stuff, right? Yeah. But if it sometimes if it sounds too good to be true, there's always going to be some type of downfall. Just like when we first got our house, right? Uh, yeah. And then the market crashed, and everybody was doing that reverse mortgage. A lot of people were doing that, and I and everybody was like, "Oh, Louis and Lizette, you should do this. You should do this." And I told you mm, that there's something fishy about that. And all your friends were doing it. All your coworkers were doing it. And what ended up happening? They ended up losing their homes. And for some reason or another... I don't think it was a reverse mortgage. I think it was something else. But It was something where they... Like reverse mortgages were like coming out really... Reverse mortgages when the something was going on where everybody was like jumping on board and doing it, and I had told you something fishy about it. Yeah. And you're like, well, everybody's everybody at work's doing it, and they're getting like, you know, their house payment is like low, and I'm like, it sounds too good to be true. And sure enough, a couple months later, they all end up losing their homes, and then they got like audited all of them and everybody was going to the same tax guy tax guy and they all got audited and we didn't have to be in that in in that predicament yeah so 
I know that I that I'm kind of like hesitant on making choices, but there's something in in like in my head that's like no, don't do it, don't do it. And I know sometimes it's irritating because you're like, well, why don't we do it? Like, well, there's something that's not right. Something's bugging you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's bit us in the ass waiting uh, sometimes. But those are just the things that we really don't need. Mm-hmm. And when you sit down and think about what you actually need... I already have it. I mean, we got a roof over our head. Mm-hmm. We pay our bills. We make sure the boys don't have... Don't go hungry. Right. We have the necessities. What else do we need? Yeah. You know, I know I've I've gotten the comments of, oh my gosh, your house looks so plain. Oh my gosh, your house looks so empty. Well, there's a couple reasons for why my house looks the way it does. Because if I'm... Your husband gets lazy. If the house is too cluttered of stuff, I get anxious. Yeah. So everything in the house has a purpose. When we have a dining table to dine at, we have a couch to sit on and... We finally have a nice couch. Yeah, finally have a nice couch after, you know, thanks to the dog eating the other one. (laughs) But, I mean, our house has things that are functional. I don't need... I don't need, like, all this stuff just to be sitting in my house taking up space and collecting dust. Right? Like the snoring going on behind you. <laughs> That's my princess. Leave her alone. She can collect all the dust she wants. What does it mean to you that your boys are happy? What does it mean to me? It means that I'm doing something right. That all the stuff that I've... That I've, like given up without hesitation, right? Like going to school full time or having a job that pays me well. All that stuff I've given up in a heartbeat just so that I know that my boys are happy. Being a you working far away and me working far away. So, okay. And me being a... <clears throat> Me being a single parent but married, as long as I saw my boys happy, it was okay. So we were living... People trip out when they, when they hear that this is the first time we're living together. <laughs> so Even though we're married 16 years? We had a... When we first got married, we bought a house in Apple Valley. And, and it I was, was empty... You were living in it. For I a was year. living in it, and I was living working in Victorville. Right. You were still working in Whittier. Right. And so during the week, you would stay down in Fontana with my mom and my dad, and then come up on the weekend. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> when you came up on the weekend, if I wasn't working, we would be back down in the back Inland down Empire. The hill. <laughs> we would be in the Inland Empire. Yeah, because there was more stuff to do down there and instead then, of looking at dirt. We'd go back at night. Sunday, we'd go back down. Uh-huh. <laughs> and 
And then yeah, who wants to hang out in the high desert? There's we nothing up there. we did that for five years. We did, and then when Luisito was born, we would come home Fridays at night, and that was like holy smoke! Everybody's going to Vegas and their mother. So that would take us like what two hours? It's sometimes three. It's three hours to get from what forty miles. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. everybody was going to Vegas. And if there was a fight in Vegas, Oof, I would never, never get mind. home. So then I started going home early Saturday mornings. And then leave Monday mornings. But then I started thinking, man, I'm getting, I'm rushing to my parents so that I can drop off Luis and then go to work and get to work on time. So then I started leaving Sunday nights and staying at my mom's. So it was rough. And then, and, we, so, and then we ended up moving. So we moved back down the hill. We moved into uh, Highland. Highland. And I, I still worked in Victorville. So and I still worked in Whittier. And you still worked in Whittier. And so we would see each other passing. Like two ships at night. <laughs> Uh, Two cargo see, ships. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little heavy. I'm a little fluffy. And so we, would s- we wouldn't see each other that much. But uh, we were, I was getting all the overtime I can, and we were making it happen. And so since I was doing that, I, we made the decision for you to quit, and you quit, and I still made uh, all the overtime that I could to make things work. Mm-hmm. And then you ended up leaving to Coronado. But how did I make that decision? So you, when I quit, right? Yeah, you started going to school. I was going to school, and I was volunteering at the at the school for the boys. And then you were still going. I was just working. You were working. But and then I started going to DeVry. That's right. No, no, no. Oh, before that. No. So you went to you went to school, and you went to school for two years for the program at Chafee, and you had told me when I when I graduate when I'm done you can quit your job, and I'm mm. like mm, I don't think that's gonna happen, and you're like no it's gonna happen. So 2016 came around, some stuff at work had happened that were unfortunate. And I remember we had gone to New York that summer of 2016. We came back from New York, and we took the boys to Legoland. And I remember I told you, hey, um, tomorrow we have to leave early because I have to go to training for orientation at work. And you're like, no, that's not going to happen because you're going to quit. And I'm like, I can't quit after, you know, after 17 years, I need to think about it. And you're like, no, you're quitting. And you're like, actually, you're going to quit right now. And I remember I called over the phone and I spoke to my supervisor and I told her, I'm, I'm just calling you to let you know that I won't be in tomorrow because I'm quitting. And she started, she started laughing. She's like, you're not quitting. This is a joke. I'm like, nope, I'm quitting. I go, I'm actually, uh, Quitting over the phone because I'm at Legoland right now. <laughs> I'm actually checking, my husband's checking in. And she's like, you can't quit. I'm like, why not? 
she's like, "Is you're one of the best drivers that we have. And I'm like, well, you should have treated me, treated me better. You know, you gave, you guys give all your attention to the bad drivers and the bad employees that never show up to work, always have bad habits. And you guys treat your employees that get requested by the school districts. So you guys treat them like, like crap. So I ended up leaving, quitting, and I enjoyed my family time at Legoland and <clears throat> never looked back. And so we, um, yeah, I finished the program there at Chafee. And I remember after that summer, you were getting ready to finish the program. You finished. And then right before you finished, you got you got a job with the Navy. Mm-hmm. And then you left to go do all your to go do all the paperwork at Coronado. And October of 2016, you left. They had a going away party for you, and still people were like, "Now you're gonna come back." And I'm like, "No, he's not." And you ended up leaving. And I, I took a uh, $4 an hour, almost $4.50 an hour pay cut mm-hmm. to go <clears throat> back <throat> into aviation. Right, but at least you were happier. But I was happier. Because anybody who's married to a law enforcement officer should understand about how, how they become... How they become desensitized from things. You started talking to me differently. And I'm like, eh, nope, that's not going to happen. You're not going to talk to me like an inmate. So. Not just the $450 an hour pay cut, but all the overtime that I could handle. And so, you know, you really hung up on the overtime. Can you stop <laughs> talking about the overtime? <laughs> but we uh, we made it work. Yep. I worked down in Coronado for two years. And so I would come home for a day and a half, maybe. Maybe, but most of the time we were going down there. Yeah. We would go visit you, spend time with you and your sister and her family, mm-hmm. which was nice. Got to spend time with uh, your sister and her family. And it's not like we didn't try to look for a home down there. (laughs) It was funny how I called a realtor to look for a home. And she started laughing at me and saying, you can't use your VA loan to buy a home over here. You need to get out a second mortgage and a jumbo loan in order to buy a house down here. And then she hung up on me. (laughs) (laughs) But... It's a good thing that we didn't move down there. I don't I don't think I would be I think I would always be on edge living down there. It's just so crowded. Really so crowded. So crowded. I mean there is a lot to do, but it's just so crowded. Super expensive. We would I wouldn't be able to be at home. No. I would have had to get a stripper job. <laughs> yeah. And you would have had to sell your body to science. So, I mean, I know it's cliche to say that f- there's everything happens for a reason. 
but everything happened for a reason. All the struggles that we've gone through ended, we ended up here. We ended up buying this house, and I remember I kept looking at the house. It kept popping up on the on the website, and I'm like, no, no, I don't want, I don't want that, I don't want that. And we came, and I remember the realtors like, well, there's one more house I'd like to show you, and it was this house that I kept ignoring. And this house was the only house that the boys got down to see. So we were going around looking at other houses and the boys would be like, no, I'm going to stay in the car. I'm going to stay in the car. And I'm glad that in some houses they stayed in the car because those houses were kind of creepy. Like having, I don't know, like there was like weird rooms in between walls. I don't know if they were like sex rooms or whatever. It was just weird. And they, they had locks on the they outside had locks of the doors. locks on the outside of the bedroom doors. Like they would keep their kids in the rooms <laughs> and when this house I mean for some reason a lot of people didn't want to take a VA loan which is kind of dumb because you're guaranteed your money and this was the only house that the owner accepted the VA loan and he actually ended up giving us money back towards the house mm-hmm. like he gave us money he paid a lot of our closing costs. He paid a lot of the closing costs, and he paid, you know, he gave us extra years of insurance on mm-hmm. the house. He did, yeah. And he, the way that our our um, finance lady used that money back was to lower, even give us a lower interest rate, mm-hmm. which was like, wow, that's never been heard of before. And, I mean, I'm comfortable here at home at the house, I mean, we're doing stuff to it, and it looks like a war zone, but little by little. We're making it happen. We're making it happen, and as long as the boys are comfortable and happy, then all our struggles have... They're not... We've... All of our, what we've been through is for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it all comes back. Yeah. It all circles around. Yeah. The boys never grew up like they were poor. No. They grew up with good clothes on their back. Good shoes. Good shoes. Always having food in their belly. No, if you see them now, you'd be like, what? (laughs) Go get a haircut. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about that for a minute. You know, when we, you and I went to school, we, everybody had a fresh haircut. Everybody uh, looked like uh, it wasn't grungy or shaggy or anything well our grunge was different like our grunge our my grunge growing up was looking dirty like Kurt Cobain (laughs) right yeah now you look at the kids at high school and even middle school and they all have a lot of hair they all look like they haven't had a haircut in a decade (laughs) but they just got a haircut like like our oldest son, we paid for a haircut and it looked exactly the same <laughs> as when he went in. 
They just cleaned up the ears and that's it. They, that's it. And I'm looking at him like, I paid what? For what? I paid how much for what? You look exactly the same. Like, I still can't see your eyes. You look like Shaggy Dog. The other one looks like Rick James when he gets out of the shower. <laughs> but as crazy as it drives us, because we're not used to their, hairs be- their hair being long. That, that, that long, yeah. And, but they get so many compliments on, oh my gosh, is that natural curls? And other people pay so much money to get their hair permed. And these boys have it all natural. And it surprised me that uh, our oldest son said that there was a lot of people that get perms at, in high school. Mm-hmm. Well, that one guy at your mom's said that, his, that they pay a lot of money for their older son to get a perm. Oh, yeah. So that they can have hair like... Curly. Curly like Sebastian. Yeah. And that kid has curly hair. Yeah. Yeah. And that kid won't let just any shampoo hit his hair. He looks like a uh, 1980s uh, basketball star. (laughs) Yeah. He looks like his grandpa did back in in the 70s. He needs, like, the tube socks and the dolphin shorts and a tank top and wrist warmers and a headband. And a headband. He's good to go. (laughs) That's pretty funny. And so, I know we're doing stuff to the house, but you like to bring plants around. I like to rescue plants. You like to rescue plants Does more than you like to rescue dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I have a collection of dogs and plants. Yes. And. And it doesn't make any any matters better that I work at a nursery, <laughs> and the guys know that I'll take a plant for a dollar. <laughs> because they're discounted. Okay. <laughs> because Just because I accidentally dropped a pot and it broke, it's now damaged. It's now damaged. So it needs to be discounted. That's right. How can pots be discounted every pay period? <laughs> every paycheck you're every taking. Pay- every paycheck, I just tell the nursery, just keep my check. Yeah. Just, just keep pay it. me in plants. Just pay me in plants. Pay me in pan- plants and dogs. I'm good. <laughs> Have you always had uh, a thing for plants? Yeah. I've always liked, enjoyed the look of plants inside a home and the look of plants outside. Even when you were a little kid? Yeah. Mm. I remember our porch in Whittier. We had like a, a porch with stairs, and I remember my mom had plants all along the porch, and I always thought it looked pretty. Mm. Um, their backyard, they have a lot of, they have a lot of plants too. No. Now. I, I I just like plants and I know that ever since the pandemic hit, a lot of people have gotten into like plant, plants and growing their own vegetables and fruit and herbs in their backyard. And I, I think that's great. Mm. Like, it gives you a better appreciation of your food that you're eating. It makes you more aware, more conscious of what you're putting in your in your body. Yeah. And if it gives you, like, like a sense of pride, like, yeah, I, I, I grew that. And I think it's just, it's just 
it's just neat to grow to be able to grow your own food. Yeah. Even if it is veg- vegetables and fruit and herbs. And I know a lot of people grow their their food and, and their plants in dirt. And we do it. We can't do anything normal. <laughs> so we do it and we go. We, we have to go extravagant. We grow our stuff in the aquaponic system. And to explain what aquaponics is. So aquaponics is like a subsection of hydroponics, right? Mm-hmm. So uh Hydroponics being the entirety of everything, a subsection of that would be aquaponics. And so what aquaponics is, is using your fish water to fertilize your plants. And when your plants receive that fish water, the the plants clean the water and it recirculates back to the fishes as clean water. And so uh, it's a good uh, partnership for the fish because it, they receive clean water and the plants love all the nitrogen in the in the from the fish poop. Mhm. And it's it's created a whole little ecosystem oh in the my backyard. God. Like we have ladybugs galore, yes. which are good. We have baby praying mantis all over. Yes. Uh, bumblebees, honeybees, Dragonflies, hummingbirds, spiders, spiders, it's everything. Just, it's just a whole ecosystem that's really neat to see that live off of what we've planted, mm. you know. And it's just neat to see all that, and and to to taste something that's grown in water is a completely different experience. Yeah, it's <clears throat> you don't have to really worry about like the bugs or anything in your so- in your in your garden because soil is what attracts yes the, all those bugs and we don't have to really worry about that because our stuff is is really it's organic and w- the way we're growing our plants is in lava rocks right <laughs> and so we're using um, the lava rock uh, it's sturdy enough to hold the, all the big plants as well as the small plants. Uh, we obviously can't grow stuff like uh, potatoes and corn, or no, not corn, but uh, carrots, any, any kind of root system. So we'd have right. to do a, something separate for that. Right. But we can do anything that grows above the ground. Right. Like we've done, uh, our first system actually had, uh, Tomatoes and basil, basil, and mint. mint. Nah, it had mint. And well, cucumbers. And, and cucumbers. we learned that the cucumbers were growing through the two through the plumbing. Oh, yeah. And stopping a lot of the water. <laughs> yeah. and, and that was just a one flower bed system. Right. And so, we after added. when I built that, uh, our son just wanted to keep adding more and more and more to it. So. I kind of expanded it to a three-bed system. Mm-hmm. It's um, Our fish pond is 260 gallons, and we have three flower beds. Mm-hmm. And, and that wasn't enough. And, yeah, it's a decoupled system, right? So mm-hmm. 
the only where the water, uh, the only thing that they shared, the pond shared with uh, plants was the sump tank. And so that's where all the water got mixed in and cleaned up and did whatever. But uh, that went to the wayside because we want it to go bigger. We just wanted to add more more beds, but more adding beds. more beds meant a bigger koi pond. Yes. And adding a bigger koi pond meant a bigger reservoir, and a bigger reservoir meant more holes, <laughs> digging holes in the backyard. So right now the backyard is a mess. a mess. So, but it's okay because everything that we're growing in there tastes so good. Yes, it does. The lavender, I mean, we don't eat lavender, but we can use it in in lemonade. Yeah. Uh, we use it in, you can use it in our in baking. And just when you touch it, because it's so pure, the oils get on your hand, on your fingers right away. Yeah. And you can just smell how fresh, how fresh it is. We have chili plants. Yes, and my friend ate a, a chili today, and she started sweating. <laughs> because she's like, oh my gosh, she goes, I bit into it, and I've never really bit into a chili pepper that has a snap like that. She's like, and it's super green, mm-hmm. and it's juicy. She's like, it's, and it's really spicy. She's like, I can just smell it. <laughs> she's like, and now it's hitting me. It's super spicy. And I'm like, well, that's because there's no impurities. It's all pure. It gets all the nutrients it wants. You know, and a lot of people at work, a lot of customers that come in and we start talking about our gardens and then they hear me say aquaponics and they look at me like, are you growing pot? I'm like, no, not yet. But then we start talking about it because they want to learn so much more because they've never really heard about it other than growing marijuana. But when I start explaining to them, they are, like, so fascinated. They're like, man, you should, like, have a class here. And I'm like, that would be cool, or you can just come over and, and check it out. You. And I can show you. But, I mean, like, the rosemary, when our son makes the compound butter using the rosemary. Oh, I love that stuff. That is just so potent with just a little bit of rosemary. Rich in flavor. Right. <clears throat> or like when he made the lemonade with the lavender. Awesome. Or like, I don't know, it's it's just the tomatoes are so, they're so different. And I think the next, now that you're adding to the plant or to the, to the system, more beds, I think I'm going to put the strawberry plants in there mm. mm-hmm. and see how that does. Because right now we're also growing cantaloupe and watermelon. Yeah. So, the only bad thing is that we have to do have we do have to have it shaded because the sun just hits hits it so hard. It's strong. And the, and the plants the plants can't have that much sun. That and the water evaporates fast. Right. So right. we'd have to have kind of block the sun out so it doesn't evaporate the water as fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I I think it's it's pretty neat. I think it's really, really cool. And I, I feel like a dork sometimes when I'm like, oh, my God, look. Look at the bell pepper. Even though it's just one. But I get so excited because it looks so pretty. 
and there's no impurities on it. Like, like we can actually be like organic if we want, if we want it to, to, to go that way. No. Because we are, there's no soil, there's no nothing. Corn does awesome in there. And corn, yeah, but it won't compare to Fresno State. <laughs> <laughs> so, but. Yeah, so we've started um, doing, there's sage, and you have different types of sage in there. And then there's uh, rosemary, mint, uh, <laughs> she's kicking the dogs out. <laughs> she, she went to the door like, our dog went to the door like she wanted to go out, but then she didn't want to go out. <laughs> so we have pineapple sage. Pineapple sage. Regular sage. Mm-hmm. Now... If we were able to show a picture, you would the size of the leaves. Just the size of the leaves, you wouldn't believe it. They're enormous. Yeah. We have basil. We have two types of oregano. Uh, thyme. Um, tomatillos, which compl- have it just looks like a jungle of <laughs> tomatoes outside. Um, mint. Two types of mint. Pineapple, which, which is kind of cool because pineapple mint turns white, and it starts off green and then it gets striped and then it turns white, mm. and everything in the garden just smells, like you can everything just smells so good, but I, I'm I'm really curious to see how the strawberries would do in there. And the chili plants are doing awesome. The chili plants, the we did have ghost peppers, but the um. The mint kind of took it over. <laughs> took it over, and but I mean it's if even you don't even have to have a large space to do a aquaponics. No. You can actually just have a small space, and I think the next thing I would like to look into is a uh, hydro. Hydroponics. Hydroponics with the towers. I think that would be cool to do something like that. Do like the lettuce and all those, like cilantro, lettuce, parsley, all that stuff. Have it in the in the hydro. If we're going to be towers. using the the pond water, mm-hmm. it's still going to be aquaponics, mm-hmm. even though it's in towers. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I yeah. think maybe next year we can incorporate that. Yeah, yeah. After we're done expanding, and then I get back to. Doing what we need to do inside the house. Yes. Because <laughs> we can't live like this. And so... You see that our son Which loves one? all this. Oh, our hippie? Our hippie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one born on Earth Day. Yes. <laughs> and he loves our dogs. Yeah, our house looks like a zoo. And he's got bunnies. He, oh my gosh, yes. He has bunnies. And he's got a hamster that we finally found. Ginger the bitch. <laughs> that our dog. <laughs> she was gone for almost, what, um, almost uh, two months? Almost two months. and then, Running around the house. Yeah. And then Chinook finally caught her. <laughs> but he didn't hurt her. He just caught her. He caught her in his mouth. He caught her in his mouth and 
you had to go over there and tell him to let her go. Spit it out. Spit it out. And he finally did, but he was like, but I'm a good boy. Yeah, he was a good boy. Poor Ginger was all <laughs> tore up from the floor up. She looked like she'd been through it all. Yeah, she's itty bitty. She's a dwarf hamster, which made it even worse to catch her. Yeah. And she was, she had gone rogue on purpose, I think. Because we still don't know how she jumped out of the bunny enclosure. Maybe the bunnies threw her out. Maybe the bunnies threw her out. Maybe it was Cookie. (laughs) And poor Cookie. Poor Cookie, may she rest in peace. May she rest in peace. So you want to talk about Cookie? So Cookie was one of the bunnies that she was about four weeks old. And she loved to get out. And she loved to get out. And sometimes I would wake up. Uh, to get ready for work and she'd be in the middle of the living room she'd be in the middle of the living room having a party of one and the other one would be chewing on all the plants throughout the whole night they'd be running amok and then we were trying we were showing Chinook our boxer to be nice to the bunnies and he was so excited that he was actually getting he was being lit near the bunnies and he wouldn't harm them he wouldn't bite them or anything except one time he did put the bunny's head in his mouth but he didn't chew he just he was just giving it a kiss well one day the bunnies were outside and they had gotten one of them had gotten out and Chinook was outside alone with them and I heard him barking like like, he was t- trying to tell us, hey, one of them's loose. Something's out here. And we were just, we were all busy doing something in the house. And he kept barking and barking, which, is, which isn't normal for him. No. And our oldest son went to the, our oldest son went to the door, and he's like, Mom, what is that? And Chinook was sitting there, and next to Chinook was this thing that looked like a dirty, stuffed animal. And when I came to realize it was, it was Cookie the rabbit, he had killed. Yeah. He didn't kill her on purpose. I think he just played with her. Too. Too, too rough. rough. I mean, if you know how boxers are, they're a little goofy and they get a little excited. Overzealous. And I think he just shook her too hard, because she was only four weeks old. Yeah. And he ended up killing her. But he looked at me like. Hey, my good boy? My good boy? She won't move. Can you fix her? (laughs) And am I a good boy? So our son had a meltdown because his rabbit was dead. And then we had to take him to go get a new rabbit. So now we have two rabbits still in the backyard. Chinook knows not to get near them. So, but yeah, I mean, our house is a zoo. Ginger's back in her tank. I think um, it would be like this even though we wouldn't be in a pandemic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Our house is always nuts. <laughs> Our house was always filled with animals. Oh. Yeah, you can thank that to brew. Yeah, we always rescued dogs. Yep, and I already have, uh, I'm already looking into other rescues for English bulldogs. Aww. Okay, can we slow down on the animals? (laughs) Well, I have to have... You know I'm going to be in therapy when Betsy leaves. Oh, yeah. 
But who knows who's going to be the first one to go, though? Sadie's going to live forever. Damn Chihuahuas live to be like 20 years old. (laughs) Chinook. Chinook's just Chinook. And it's not like he's going to run away because... He doesn't know how to survive outside himself. Yeah. Like, he goes to the porch and he's like, oh my God, what is this? this I want to go back inside. I want to go back inside. And we've always had our dogs spoiled because they've always slept with our boys. Yeah, Sadie sleeps in the closet now. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, she's sleeping no. in the closet. Um, yeah, and Chinook goes and lays on a $900 bed, which isn't for him. But he loves it. Or how he sleeps with Luis and shoves him completely to the edge of the bed. Yeah. And he sprawled out on a nice mattress. But they're not allowed on the couch, that's for sure. That's an expensive couch. But we do spoil our dogs. We love our dogs. We do. You, on the other hand... You oh, my God. Just because I... You yell at, her, at my princess. <laughs> and she'll tell you with her eyes who yells at you, and she'll look at you. Who's, and I'll ask her, who's the evil man? And she looks right at you. <laughs> Cinnamon is the same way. Yeah. See? <laughs> <laughs> and so I think um, we're always going to have some kind of pet in the house. Even if we were to, the boys would go off to school, you're not going to be happy without a dog. No, but maybe the next dog won't be as, won't be as big. As needy? Hmm. Betsy's needy. But As you can tell by the scratching at the door. But it's okay. She's my princess. And I love her. Yes. Oh, my God. Even though it took us 14 hours to get to her. <laughs> it took us a long fucking time. She and was. I had to wake up early in the morning and fight some people. She was meant to be our dog. Yes. Yeah. So you... Lean into the dog's fur crutch. For therapy, okay. For therapy. And you lean into plants for therapy. Mm-hmm. And you're... And upcycling. And you love to upcycle. <laughs> I do. So you're in the middle of upcycling a Frida Kahlo painting. <laughs> that we got at the swap meet. That we got at the swap meet. Yeah, because she had an ugly background. <laughs> And so you already upcycled a headboard that you turned into a bench. Right. And you love to change the texture of a lot of things that you get from other places. Yep. That's your creative mind. Yes. I have to constantly be moving and doing something. You can't sit down and watch a movie. I can't. If we're at a theater You're either asleep or moving around I'm asleep or moving around Here at home I can't be sitting down for too long I have to be doing something You would think that I would be a lot thinner But I'm not I'm fluffy I love you the way you are Okay So I don't know There's a lot of 
I like being creative. I like making things. I just, it's, it's like a therapy for me. I don't, I can't. I know some people are like, well, I, I like to go for walks for my therapy. I like to go for walks too, but not for therapy. Well, maybe I like to go for a walk just to clear my mind. Mm. Um, I like being creative because it's like an outlet for me. Uh, and I'm trying to do as much as I can within the next two weeks because the next, after that, those six weeks are going to be busy with school. All school. Every day for summer. So, but other than that, yeah, I like to be creative. I, I like to look at something and be like, I can do that. And if I can't, then at, then at least I, I attempted it. Like the doors, the doors are ugly. They turned out ugly. <laughs> they didn't turn out ugly. They, they did, and they're going to be painted white, uh, and I'm going to do something else to them. Okay. So. They, they actually look nice, but. They're hideous, and now they won't shut right. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. won't shut right. So. We'll fix it. Next year? <laughs> Add it to the list. And we'll put it on the list. Add it to the list of things to do. Yeah. Do you think that uh, people have gone crazy? In what sense? In like society, and like. I think people have become more uh, entitled. Oh yeah. Obnoxious. Downright rude. And I don't know. Like, there's no. There is no, like, how can I say it? There's no respect for anybody. It's, it's just, it's just sad. There's no common courtesy. There's no manners. You know, and sometimes when I'm at work, I look at the younger kids that I work with and I'm like, I'll I'll ask them just a simple question and they look at me like I have four eyes and three tits. <laughs> like they don't know how to talk. And I'm like, "Let me text you. <laughs> Let me send you an emoji. Let me send you an emoji of a middle finger." <laughs> because that's what they understand. They understand texting like they speak how they text. And it's sad. Like if I call school, to ask about finan- like about how my financial aid is going or something, or I made an appointment to see a counselor and they call me back. They call me back to confirm. They don't know how to talk. They don't know how to talk on the phone. And I'm like, you're calling me. I'm not calling you. You're calling me. And I'm asking you a question. You don't know how to answer the question. Like, they don't know how to talk. They get all nervous because... You're asking them questions, simple questions, whether it's on the phone or face-to-face. Everybody likes to hide behind their phone now, Mm. and it's sad because there's no socializing anymore. Like, you, 
you have to go out and it and it's sad and it's true that people aren't socialized and the pandemic did did a number on everybody everybody i mean we know for from experience of the whole so socializing all over again with our 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 kid we literally had to take him to therapy um because he was having issues and turned out that he needed to be re-socialized and to see to see a kid have to be re-socialized and you not as a parent not being able to really comfort him it's it's heartbreaking because you can't take it away you have to let them deal with it. And you and it wasn't like baby steps, like, oh, let's do a little bit here and then a little bit there. It's like, no. Let's we have to go out and just throw you in the deep end. And you have to deal with it. And it was suggested to take him out into large crowds. Costco on a Saturday. Costco on any given day. <laughs> so, Walmart. The mall. Mall. So it was it was hard to see him go through that where he would actually have like a panic attack and start to shut down and cry because he had to be socialized again. And it looked and I and sometimes I think was oh, it part of the pandemic or is it part of like how kids are growing up now. Like, kids really don't go out. No, they can't. They can't leave the house by themselves <laughs> to go play with other kids. It's not down like the when block. you and I grew up. Yeah. It's not like when you and I went, would go to the store with our parents, and so our mom or our moms or our grandmas can shop in peace. They'd be like, "Go look at the toys." They can't. Our kids can't do that anymore, because. Someone might take them. Or, hey, mom and dad, can we go to the store? When you and I were young, it was like, oh, yeah, go to the store, go to the corner store, and go buy ice cream or something. Our kids can't do that without the fear of someone taking them. Something happening to them. Or something happening to them. You know, I've been called many a times a helicopter mom. And I laugh and I think, well, I take it as a compliment, even though you're saying it as a, as, as a dig. I'd rather be called a helicopter mom than a mom that doesn't care. You know, I make sure that my boys are safe. I make sure that, that they're okay at school. I make sure that I speak, that I talk to them, that I, I want to know what's going on. Because I've seen plenty of parents who just don't care about their kids. Or they say that they do and they act like they do, but they... Everything they they do is not for their kid. Everything they do is for them. For them. So everything I do, I try to do for the boys. Because those are my, those are my, that's my obligation. Those are my kids. That's my responsibility. And you make it a point to sit down and have dinner with them. Yes. We sit down and we have dinner. 
and we talk. And we talk. No phones at the table. And yes, and sometimes we'll catch the oldest one with his phone on his lap. <laughs> so, until the other one snooches him out. But, and, it, and even though they, they may not understand, I think... They get questioned by their other friends like, dude, you guys eat dinner together? You guys eat as a family? Like, it's sad that that kids don't get to do that with their families. Mm-hmm. But even when I was growing up, I remember my some of my friends were like, your family eats together? Like, your mom makes dinner every day? Your dad helps your mom make dinner every day. You guys sit down and eat dinner. It wasn't uh, as early as uh, we usually have dinner around here. But yeah. Right. Or like we'll try we'll try to have family family time. And it's getting a little harder to do that now because Luis is getting older. Sebastian's getting older. They're, they're, they're living their own lives. Luis is into hanging out with his friends, being in football, working out, going to the mall, buying pants that are $60, and he doesn't even get the right size and then loses the receipt. <laughs> it's like, you are not allowed to shop by yourself. Let your mother shop for you. I, uh, <laughs> no. You tell me what, you, what style you want, and I will go buy it for mm, you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I but I'll modify it. No, no, we're not gonna do that. No. Okay. <laughs> That's just, yeah. But I mean, I just see, I I I see some some family, and I see some kids that their parents are just too afraid to parent them. Because what are my kids going to do? What are they going to think of me? What are they going to think of me? Well, you won. You're not your kid's friend. I mean, at least for me, I don't see myself as my kid's friends. I mean, they have plenty of friends. I'm their mom first. And then I'll be their friend. You're their mama bear. But I'm their mom first. I always tell them. Do not lie to me, because chances are if I ask you something, I already know the truth. And so you need, you need to always be truthful for, with me. <clears throat> and if I'm going to go up to bat for you, which I always will, I'll always go bat for you. But you need to tell me the truth before, because I don't want to look like a jackass. I'll, and I always tell them, I will always have your back no matter what. I will always stand in front of you to protect you. I will always stand on side on the side of you, not to hold your hand, but just to give you the confidence. The confidence, and I will always stand behind you to support you. That's all I. That I mean, you have. They have plenty of friends. They only have one mom and one dad. So I, I'm their mom first and then their friend. Are they afraid of me at times? Sometimes. Do they come and they talk to me? They do. 
and we've created an environment here at home where they feel safe where they feel like they can be themselves <clears throat> where they feel that they can they can just be able to do what they want to do because it's their home right and we've created an environment where they feel safe to do so to tell us stuff and I think nowadays that's kind of hard to do mm. because some people you know are afraid to parent their kid because of well, what will my kid do and now I think this generation is kind of like they they're sensitive as you roll your eyes <laughs> I roll my eyes because I'm like, what, what is the, what's, what's in store for the next generation? Mm, that's going to be crazy. Like this generation is like on hypersensitive. You have to watch what you say at times. You can't bring up certain things. They've erased, they've erased iconic images of history. They've gotten rid of iconic things. Like, all because they called it racist or insensitive or right. So I don't know. I mean, that's like a whole different, different dip, <laughs> flavor of dip right there. But that we don't even get me started on that because that will be another hour. <laughs> but I mean, it's just I just don't want the boys to be like, well, that's too sensitive. I don't want to talk about that. Well, you're going to have to be in, you're going to be in situations where you're going to be talking about things that make you uncomfortable and you need to be prepared on how to answer. And I think that's one of the things that I learned in my sociology class too, is, is you have to learn things that you may not agree with, but at least you have an understanding of it. Yeah. And it's okay not to agree with people. You don't have to agree with people's opinions. You don't even have to respect other people's opinions, right? But you don't have to be a jackass at the same time. You don't have to be disrespectful. You don't have to be disrespectful. You don't have to agree with someone's religion or their beliefs. But don't disrespect them. And I'm not saying like you have to be so like oh yeah you're totally right no but don't shove your ideologies your beliefs or your religion or your point of view politically or whatever down my throat and don't get mad if i don't agree with you you can just say agree it. to disagree say okay that's fine cuz i know there's some people that are quick to go and download all this information that they find on the internet and just shove it in your face. Well, great. That's a one-sided. That's one-sided opinion. That's a one-sided opinion. But be open to another side. Like you just can't can't listen to one side of it. You got to listen to the whole thing because maybe you might agree with some of the things on what the other person brings up <clears throat> does it make it does it make them 
completely right. No, it's just, hey, I'm open to learning new things. And maybe what you, what you have to add is maybe interesting. And I'll be open to listen to it. But so many people are just quick to be like, nope, nope, you have to listen to, because I'm right, and I don't agree with, I don't agree with you, so I'm going to completely cut you off, and I'm going to throw a tantrum. Chance culture. I'm going to throw a tantrum because you don't agree with me. I'm like, nope, that's not going to happen. And I also don't like when people are like, They they throw tantrums for whatever reason because you speak politics in their house or you bring something up in their home and they just don't like it. Then they start throwing a tantrum and you're like, you're fucking ridiculous and I don't need to be here. You're a you're in a you're a toddler. And I think you know who I'm talking about. So on that note. Yes. Any last words? Um, words of wisdom, words of fuck off. No, that's not nice. Actually, that's what I should say. I want a shirt that reads that because I won't say it, but my shirt will say it. <laughs> I think people read it in your eyes. In my eyes. My whole facial expressions say it all. Yes. And, I, and I've gotten that a lot lately, that my... My mouth might not say it, but my eyes say it all. Lately? Yes. Okay. We'll just say that. Yes. I didn't cry this time. Oh, you didn't. I didn't. That's right. Yay. All right. Love you. Love you. Well, that's it for now. I want to be clear on something. No one person grows up the same. Everyone has their own opinion and how they come up with it. That's why I started this, so that I can understand you and your guide to your path. If we all have different strengths, then maybe, just maybe, we can learn from each other.